One woman, one horse, one goal. 48 states for domestic violence awareness. Hello and welcome to Have Horse Will Travel, the official podcast for the Centaur Ride. I'm Meredith Cherry and this is my co-host Apollo. In this episode, we will be talking more about Apollo because that's what this whole season is about. And let's start up with an update about Apollo in California. In case you missed it, last week I mentioned Apollo is no longer in New Hampshire. He is now in California and he is hanging out in his new pasture with new friends and really enjoying this California weather. He has this lovely, lovely pasture. It's huge. It's, I'm not sure how many acres it is, but it's definitely a couple acres. And he has two buddies. They have lots of trees to hang out in when it's super hot out and lots of grass to eat. And it's just a lovely place. The stable where I board him when he's at home is kind of a medium-sized stable, I'd say. It's not like a super huge fancy stable, but it's not the tiniest place that I've ever been either. <laughs> it's, it's medium. It has two arenas. One of them has a roof over it. It's not enclosed. It's a, just an outdoor covered arena. And the other one is open and it's uh, what we call the jumping arena. It has some jumps in it if you want to set those up. I don't use those. It has a couple little things if you want to do an obstacle course too. So anyway, little places to ride. There's some trails nearby. There's an ice cream store about four miles down the road. So I can ride Apollo down the road and go have ice cream. And four miles each way is nothing for us. So definitely worth it for ice cream. Looking forward to doing that soon. And all in all, it's a nice place for Apollo to wait out this insanity in the world until we can get going again. And a nice place for me to go spend time with him while I'm waiting. Surprise! It's Apollo's birthday party! Actually, his birthday was back in April, on April 2nd to be exact, when he turned 12. But today we are celebrating, belatedly, his birthday on this podcast so that you guys can join in in the celebrations. Of course, he's getting a carrot for his birthday. And I thought this would be a good occasion to talk about what it means in horse years to be 12 years old. So let's talk horse age. In other words, what age is a horse considered young and old and how does that compare to human years? I think a lot of people, when they think of pet years in compared to human years, they tend to think in terms of dogs. The idea that one dog year is seven human years, or is it the other way around that we say it anyway, that when a dog is one year old, that's like the seven year old equivalent for a human, and two is 14, and three is 21, and so forth. So a 10 year old dog is 70 years old. That's more or less 
accurate depending on what stage of the life the dog is and what breed of dog and whatever, but we're not going to get into dogs. We're going to talk about horses. So for a horse, it is not a one to seven year equivalent. Like dogs, the early years for horses are much faster than how quickly a human develops. So a puppy to human year is not the same as an adult dog to human year. And with horses, it's the same thing. So when they're young, they're considered to be a young horse, less than an adult, you know, all the way from baby through their teenage years, they become an adult, quote unquote, when they are somewhere around three to five years old. Some horses seem to mature a little sooner than others. Also, when you're talking about horse age, it's not a hard and fast rule. You'll see if you do a Google search for this, all sorts of different charts that compare ages differently. And what age of horse one page says that is equivalent to, you know, five years old or 40 years old or whatever is not going to be the same on a different page. So it really, there's no strictly agreed upon rules for this. So what I'm talking about here is kind of generalized. And of course, every individual, whether it's a horse or a dog or a human, is going to mature at a different rate. You can see this with people sometimes. If you look you know, at some kids, you go, oh, wow, they're really mature for their age. If you look at some adults, you can't guess their age because maybe they're 20 and look 40, or maybe they're 40 and look 20. So there are individual differences. So remember, we're talking very generally here. So for horse years, I bought Apollo when he was five. And so that is approximately when he was an adult, a young adult, but fully adult. Somewhere, depending on how you're calculating it, between the age of 18 and 21. And when I got him, he was definitely still young, not a baby, but not really fully emotionally and mentally mature yet. So if he was a human, I don't think I would have trusted him with, you know, letting him be able to drink alcohol. So I would say maybe, you know, 18 or 19 by how his emotional level was. Physically, he was fully grown, but he was still not really mentally, emotionally mature yet. So when we started the ride, he was nine. He wasn't quite nine yet. He was like eight and two thirds. So you know, an eight-year-old would probably tell you, I am eight and a half or whatever. He was like that. So that would be in his late 20s. So at that point, he had done a lot more training, but he'd also naturally started to calm down, settle down, get some level of responsibility in his behavior, and was generally adjusting to being a grown-up horse. And 
at this point in his life, he is just turned 12. His birthday is April 2nd. Did I mention that? I should mention that. His birthday is April 2nd. Mark your calendars. <laughs> and so this year he turned 12, which is in his late 30s. And last year I got a kick out of saying that we were both 36. He was 11. So when he was 11, that's 36 in human years. So we were the same age for the year. This year, because horses age quicker than humans do, he is now older than me. He is 12, but that's the equivalent of 38, 39, right around there. So he is now slightly older than me. Once horses are adults and have gone through their early quick aging process for the first couple of years, the horse age to human equivalent is about two and a half human years per horse year. So every year of time that passes is like two and a half years if he was a human for how quickly he's aging. So where people along the road, they'll ask how old Apollo is. And if they're not a horse person, I tell them that, you know, he's whatever age it was at the time, 10, 11, 12, they'll say, oh my gosh, that's so old because they're comparing the dog years, they're multiplying by seven. But really you shouldn't be multiplying by seven. You should be multiplying by, well, it depends on what stage of their life they're in, but approximately three because the first few years are really rapid growth and after that it's two and a half. So equals out to rough estimate if you're looking at an adult horse that's, you know, more than five years old, more than, I guess, six or seven years old, really, then you can multiply by three. That gives you a decent estimate for horse human years. There's a lot of math in this episode. I was not really intending that, but I really like numbers and I think this is really interesting. Um, So if you're really bored, I will not be offended if you wait until next week's episode when we don't talk about numbers. Promise I'm not going to do this every week. (laughs) Anyway, I get asked a lot though how old he is and then I will give the answer and the whoever I'm talking to, if they're not a horse person, multiplies in their head by seven and comes up with this magnificently aged number where there's no way I should be riding that ancient horse around. But actually, he's not ancient. He's in his prime. Not that I ever feel like I'm in my prime considering how much my joints already hurt, but that's okay. That's a whole nother issue. (laughs) And so a 12-year-old horse, as he now is, is considered to be in their late 30s. And so that's not too old. That's pushing middle age, but it's not there yet. So next year, when we get back out on the road, you know, assuming the world is not so insane next year, he will be 13. And so that is approximately uh, early 40s, around 41. Middle aged, sure but not too old to be able to continue to have a very physical lifestyle. Now, when I bought Apollo, I was looking for a horse that was not too old 
to get through all the training and then the actual ride, which was going to take an additional, I wasn't sure how long at that point, but around four years and a couple extra years of margin just to make sure that the horse would not be getting too old at that point. And so I knew it would take me at least two and maybe three years to get ready and probably about four years to do the ride. And an extra few years of margin means that was three plus four plus two is nine years tacked on to whatever age the horse was that I would be buying that I needed them to not be too old in nine years to still be doing this journey just in case it took that long from the point of purchase to the point of completing the ride. And so looking at the age chart, I would certainly not want to be riding a horse that's older than, let's say, 15 or 16. That's getting into the late 40s. Not that a person in their late 40s is old, don't get me wrong. I'm not being ageist here, but... Realistically, when you're in your late 40s, you're not a spring chicken anymore. And so for a horse that's working very hard, and as much as I do whatever I can to make the ride comfortable for him, it's simply a fact that we do do a lot of exercise every day. Both of us do. And I would not want to wear him out or have him risk getting hurt simply because he's getting older. And so I needed to make sure when I was buying him that in nine years, he would not be older than, let's say, 16. Because I was eyeballing it anyway. So that would mean that I needed a horse that was no more than seven years old. And he was five. So that was perfect. That gave me even more margin Uh, room of error there for all my calculations that were all really rough estimates anyway. So we're doing good. We will theoretically be able to keep riding next year and we'll finish the ride either next year or early the year after depending on how things are going and he will be 13 or 14. So that's perfect. He'll be in his early 40s and I will be in my late 30s and it'll be perfect. So anyway, that was the whole point of why I was just talking all of these numbers that I probably just completely boggled your mind. I will post an age chart for comparison on my website in the show notes. And so you can take a look at all of this and figure out what the heck I was just talking about. Now, talking about horse's age, I know when he was born, well, I know when he was born because I'm trusting the person I bought him from to have told me that because he's not registered and there's no actual paperwork that says Apollo was born on April 2nd of 2008. But I think that information was reliable in his case. Four horses that, for one reason or another, have been through multiple owners and the current owner doesn't actually know for absolutely certain what year that horse was born in. The traditional way to check this is with their teeth. And there is an art and a science to 
looking at a horse's teeth and being able to tell how old they are. It's not entirely accurate, just like anything when you're comparing ages of any individual of any species. Some horses age quicker than others and some wear their teeth out quicker than others and some grow their baby teeth in quicker or lose their baby teeth quicker. You know, it's not in, well, in humans, not everyone lost their front teeth at exactly the same age. And so it's similar with horses. They also have baby teeth that fall out and grown-up teeth that come in. And there is a typical range, just like with people, there's a range you can expect teeth to fall out and teeth to grow in and a full adult teeth to be in, but it's not going to be precise. And there are other things you can look for on the adult teeth that's actually really interesting. You can Google pictures of horse teeth and how to look at their age based on their teeth. I'll put some information also in the show notes about this. It's really kind of cool to be able to look at a horse's teeth and say, oh, this horse is probably such and such years. Kind of useful if you're horse shopping and the horse doesn't have papers or a reliable owner that's selling them to tell you what age they are. But even if you don't need this information... It's still kind of cool just to be able to look at their teeth and and see these little differences. And even if you own a horse, to take a look at their teeth periodically and see how their teeth look compared to what the age charts say and watch the changes just because it's cool. There's little marks on the teeth that you can look at that change through the years. Also, the angle of the teeth is different. As they get older, their teeth become slanted more towards their nose instead of being more upright like our teeth. And so there's all these different little things you can look at that are pretty cool. Speaking of teeth, taking care of horse's teeth is very, very important. And something that sometimes gets overlooked. The way that horses' teeth grow is that as they get older, they wear out their teeth, but their teeth continue to grow up and out of their gums throughout their whole life until they run out of teeth to grow out. And so all of these teeth, they're actually born with these teeth recessed into their jaw when they're first born. And if you take an x-ray of a baby horse's head, you can see all of these teeth and it's crazy. And (laughs) there's just so much tooth there. And then as they grow out and the horse, as we all know, eats grass and hay. And so they grind their teeth down as they're chewing these tough fibrous grasses. And the grasses wear the teeth surfaces out. And as the teeth wear down, more tooth grows in. And it's an amazing process of nature that this is even a thing. But also, as the teeth grow in, they don't necessarily grow in evenly. 
they don't necessarily wear evenly is more often the case, where the overlap of how they chew might not actually rub across the entire top of the tooth surface. And so wherever the tooth doesn't rub together, it won't wear out. And so this leaves a portion of the tooth that is not worn out and creates these gigantic, if you don't take care of them, these gigantic, what we call hooks, that are just pieces of tooth that are offset enough from the opposing tooth that when the horse chewed, that surface never got rubbed down. And so they continue to move up and up and up in the mouth as the tooth grows in because it's not being worn down. And so these hooks, if they get long enough, start digging into the soft part of the horse's mouth, either in their cheeks or in the roof of their mouth, depending on which side of the tooth the hook is on. And this is, as you can imagine, very painful for the horse. These hooks don't develop really quickly. Depending on the horse, it can take anywhere from six months to several years for hooks to form if it's not prevented. And so every year, to make sure that this doesn't happen to Apollo, I have his teeth looked at. And it's a relatively easy process to have a vet check your horse's teeth and see if they have any hooks. And so I just have him looked at. And if he's starting to get the first signs of hooks, then what the vet does is give him a little bit of sedative, just enough to keep them real mellow, but not enough to knock them out. And they'll put this giant, like, honestly, it looks like it's this giant clamp, but instead of clamping down, it clamps open. And so they put it in between the horse's teeth in the front and crank it kind of like a car jack. It's actually a lot like a car jack. And so there's this car jack for the horse's mouth. They put it in there and crank it open. And the horse's mouth is then held open so that the vet can work on the horse's teeth without the horse chomping down. And uh, since the horse is sedated, then they just allow this. And the vet gets in there with what is essentially a giant metal file. Some of them have fancier tools that are electric and some of them use hand files, but in either case, it's just a file. And they get in there with their big old file and file down the pointy surface. Like if you have a sharp edge on your fingernail, you would just file it off. It's just like that, but with a big file in your big horse mouth getting down those giant horse teeth. And this is usually the molars that are the problem. So they're getting way back in there. And uh, horse's teeth actually go quite a way back in their skull. So the vet will be there with their arm basically all the way up in the horse's mouth, <laughs> filing away and get rid of all those points, make it nice and smooth. And then the horse gets to go have a little nap and 
sleep off the sedative and then when they are alert again, then they feel so much better. And so this is something that I have done to Apollo as often as he needs it. But as I said, I have him checked every year. And if he doesn't need it at the year mark, then I have him checked every six months until he does need it. It's a very simple procedure to do. It doesn't take very long as long as you're doing it preventatively and don't have to do a whole bunch of repair work. And it's pretty cool to watch too, actually, to see the vet get this done is really an interesting process. So if you ever get the chance, you should definitely watch one of these dental exams and filings. They call them floating. That's the proper term. When you file a horse's teeth, you're floating their teeth, like floating down the river in your inner tube. I don't know why it's called floating. That seems like a very silly term, but I didn't invent it. So there you go. And so anyway, that is everything I have to say about horse teeth. Apollo has not really had any issues with his teeth. He does have a tooth in his, in the front of his mouth that when you peel his lips back and, or like if he was to smile with his teeth, not that horses do that, but if he was to show you his front teeth, there's one that doesn't look so good, but it's not hurting him and it's not a problem. It's just kind of ugly. <laughs> I won't tell him that I said he had an ugly tooth because he's a beautiful horse. I've not really had any big problems with any serious hooks or whatever, but that part of that is because I do do this preventative work. And what happens if you don't keep up with this, apart from that your horse is going to have a very sore mouth from poking themselves in the cheek or in the soft palate of their mouth when they chew, which is awful. It's also very uncomfortable for them when they wear a bridle with or without a bit. Even a halter sometimes can be painful just to have that pressure on the side outside of their cheek. If that's where the tooth is digging in to their cheek, it just puts extra pressure of digging that tooth into the cheek. And it can lead to behavioral problems, which is quite understandable. If I had a sore mouth and somebody did something to me that was natural, normal, gentle horsemanship, but with that mouth problem, it made my mouth hurt, I wouldn't like it either. So this is why I keep up with it with Apollo and why it's a good idea if you are or plan on ever becoming a horse owner that you also make sure to keep an eye on your horse's teeth. And it's not something you can see just by looking at them. And if you don't have your vet check it and you just wait until it becomes a problem, like you start seeing your horse be acting like they have a mouth problem, at that point it's pretty bad. And you could have prevented that very easily. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. And I hope this was informative, even if you are not a horse person. I think this is just kind of a interesting thing to know about horses. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode as well. Speaking of horse teeth, next week we are not going to talk about teeth 
But we are going to talk about what Apollo eats. Okay, so we all know that he likes apple cider donuts and scotchies and cream horns and carrots and apples, but those are treats. He doesn't get those very often, actually. (laughs) Most of the year, he doesn't get those sorts of things. But what does he eat on a daily basis? Especially when he's working and burning so many calories, what does he eat? And so that is next week's episode. I hope you come back and listen to it. If you would like to follow along with our adventures and updates on everything with the ride, you can visit my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page, as well as the website www.centaurride.org. That's C-E-N-T-A-U-R-I-D-E dot O-R-G. There's a link for that and everything else that I talked about in this episode in the episode description below. As well as on my website, there is a full list of show notes with those images that I was talking about for the horse's age and teeth. So, thanks for listening, and I hope you come back for next week's exciting episode too. So until then, bye-bye!